When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Euler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Almost exactly 50 years ago at this moment, Arthur Motes, just a couple hours from now, Franco Harris out of the air into the end zone. Steelers 13, Raiders 7 for the first playoff win in franchise history. That was at about 3.30 on December 23rd, 1972. It is high noon on December 23rd, 2000. And 22. It's 50th anniversary Immaculate Reception Day. What's going on, Steelers Nation Radio? It is the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes with you here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. It's Franco Day. It's Immaculate Reception Day. We're close to Christmas. We've got the typical Friday fixins. Motesy, I hope you're ready for a jam-packed show this afternoon. How we doing, partner? Hey, Wes. <clears throat> You're my friend. My friend. What does my shirt say? Your shirt says Three Rivers Stadium, Pittsburgh, so, okay. Pennsylvania. So you know what time I'm on then, baby. You know I'm fired up right there with your player, player. Okay? <laughs> I know what today is. I know what happens in a couple of hours. You think I won't go wear my Three Rivers shirt? You thought I wasn't going to show up today with the Three Rivers, the originator, where it all began, where that moment where we got a chance to witness history, all 400,000 of us that were in attendance. <sighs> yeah, man. It's a good nod to Billy Hillgrove there with the 400,000 in attendance joke. I try to do a little something every once in a while. Every, every once in a while. Try to detail every, my work. Every person from that generation, <laughs> right, claims... 
They were there, man. They were at Three Rivers Stadium on December 25th. Bro, they were at Woodstock. You, they you were at Woodstock they were in there. the summer of 69, you know they and they were, were at Three Rivers Stadium Come on, on December 23rd, 1972. It, it just, just kind of just rolled in. It was like, hey, we're going to Woodstock it to the Immaculate Reception. <laughs> That's how it worked, man. All 400,000 people who yep. were there for, for both, of mm-hmm. course. Uh, the day Arthur Motes that I think the Pittsburgh Steelers that we know them uh, 50 years later were really born. Mm-hmm. Again, you know, we touched on this a little bit earlier in the week. It's hard for people our age and certainly younger than us. Motsi and I are in our early 30s. For those yes, of you who might be lucky enough to still be teenagers or in your 20s, um, it's, it's tough for us to believe that there was once a time where the Pittsburgh Steelers not only weren't expected to win championships, but in fact it was quite the opposite. They were expected to finish at the bottom of the league. And That's they, not what you want. They did a lot of that. In uh, in the first few decades of the franchise, of course, the franchise that was started in the 30s, they did a lot of that until the 70s. And then what? And then, dun, uh, dun, dun. really, you know, starting in 69, mm-hmm. um, they hire Summer 69. They hire this guy named Chuck Knoll. Hey, they draft this guy named Mean Joe Green. I think I heard of him. He likes Coke, by the way. They uh, shortly thereafter drafted this quarterback named the Blonde Bomber Terry Bradshaw. I think I, I think I might know that guy. And a whole other heap. Of Hall of Famers in there. Hey, you can say that again. But of course, the class of '72, headlined by this Penn State running back, Franco Harris, who uh, would go on to have himself a heck of a rookie season, that was capped off with the uh, Steelers' first ever playoff touchdown mm-hmm. in the Steelers' first ever playoff win at mm-hmm. Three Rivers Stadium 50 years ago this mm-hmm. afternoon. Mm-hmm. The Steelers now, this is the thing, too, that a lot of people, This, these are like the things that might, I, I love how sports, like the real story at times can get lost in history, Arthur Motes. You know, a lot of people think, you know, we talk about these seminal moments in American sports history, yeah. right? Immaculate Reception being another one of them. The Miracle on Ice Ooh, was another one in 1980, right? It definitely right? was, you're right. A lot of people, when they discuss the Miracle on Ice, they say, the United States beat the Soviet Union to win the gold medal. They didn't. Mm -mm. That was actually the semifinal game. Absolutely. They beat the Soviet Union to go to the gold medal game. It was just such a big deal. It was just such a big deal. That Soviet team hadn't lost in years. They had won like three straight gold medals Mm -hmm. or whatever it was. Uh, They were Alabama football on steroids is what they were at that time. Uh, But that was actually the semifinal game. The United States still had to beat Finland in the gold medal game to win. And that's also kind of part of that famous lore where – they were losing that game at the end of the first period, Team USA was, to Finland. And Herb Brooks, the head coach, came mm-hmm. in and said, with a couple curse words in there as couple, well, too, expletives. if you guys lose this game, you'll take it to your graves. You beat Russia, but no one's going to remember it if you lose nope. this game. If you lose this game, you'll take it to your graves. Well, Motsi, a lot of people think 1972, the win against the Raiders, and then the, Steelers, that was then the Steelers went on to win their first Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. It actually did not happen in 72. The Steelers lost the next week to the Miami Dolphins, mm-hmm. who you might have heard had an undefeated season that year as they Some won the Super Bowl. might call it the only perfect team. That might be something that they still discuss every single year. Yeah. We, we might have saw them celebrate a couple weeks ago, actually. And they actually might have been lost. celebrating yeah. that, yes, when the Steelers were down in Miami just a few weeks ago for Sunday night football. Mozi, the Steelers did not win the Super Bowl in 1972, but what they did get there was their first playoff win in franchise history for a franchise that had, again, been notorious for their struggles to this point. What they did get was a expectation going forward that, you know what, okay, not only can we win playoff games, but we can win a championship. 
Not only can we win a championship, we can win championships. Plural. And become one of the greatest dynasties that this country has ever seen and set the standard, really, for dynasties in that sport going forward. It's uh, it's a heck of a time here. 50th anniversary. What a time. What a time. Um, Motsi, we all obviously wish Franco was here to to get his roses today and tomorrow. But as you alluded to earlier in the week, in some ways it, it makes it even more unique, even more special in ways that we will be honoring Franco's life and legacy with this it is Motsi, my long-winded intro here. I've been talking for about nah, man, you know I love when you talk. I've been though, talking for about six or seven minutes. I love when you talk. Uh, this this weekend, it, it man, it means a lot for someone like you who was a part of this organization, for someone like me who grew up in this city, idolizing this organization. Yeah. Um, this is this is a historic weekend for a lot of different reasons. No, you're absolutely right. Um, me putting on the Three Rivers Stadium shirt this morning. Just thinking about that, man. Just thinking about. Just the history, the history of the Immaculate Reception, the history of Franco specifically, and what he means to just the city, to us alumni, man, to even be able to say, like, yeah, man, I was a part of that same family that he was a part of. Like, it means a lot. It's very humbling. It's very touching because of guys like Franco. When you talk about the standard being the standard, this is why it was set. Guys like Franco, guys like me and Joe. And it's just so awesome, like I said, to just – Continue to hear all the awesome things about him, the impact of who he truly was. And it's like I said, it's unfortunate that it took him passing for it to really resonate with this generation. In contrast to obviously the older generation who was always swearing by him. Whenever we would have Mount Rushmore conversations, they would swear by Franco, swear by him because they understood this context. But this context wasn't always at the forefront Hmm. because obviously we know how history moves. And this was supposed to be the weekend, regardless where that history was going to be back, you know, on Front Street. Yeah. And we were going to get to know even more so about Franco's impact from his words and from his teammates and opponents' words. But obviously, you know, it was a bigger plan at play, so he wasn't going to go that route. But at the end of the day, at least now, the significance of that moment the significance of who Franco was and what he brought to this team and to this city it will forever be you know put up there so now you don't ever have to worry about a generation not knowing his impact Mm. not knowing his significance not knowing what he means to this city and to this team and to professional sports man we talk about just the NFL like I said man this was a dude that his hands were in a lot of stuff man and you can see it reflected with how many people, presidents, current and former. Yeah. Speaking on them. Like, that is not something that I take lightly because this That's is a, a great sport point by we you. are playing. This That's is a, great a sport point by we you. play. And let's be real. People pass away all the time. And there was other players that passed away. They ain't speaking on everybody like that, man. That lets you know the level of impact that this man had. And like I said, man, I'm just glad that we get a chance to continue on with his legacy, continue on speaking on what he, yeah, you know, meant to the city and what he meant to the team. And that's something else we talked about too. He is obviously an icon here in Western Pennsylvania. Uh, I mentioned, you know, if you're if you grow up in this area like I did, at some point you're going to take a field trip to the Heinz History Museum, and and you're going to see the the Franco statue and all the memorabilia there. You you walk past the statue here in the city. If you're someone who's a Steelers fan, if you're someone who's just a football fan, like we said, transcended the Steelers, the sport, the city, um, 
into legendary status that that will remain forever and, and last for generations to generations. Uh, football was his conduit to do that, but as uh, as it, it, it you know. Quite often, when these things hit so hard, it is because Franco Harris was so much more than a football player. Absolutely, uh, he was a friend. He was a member of this community. He was a man. He was a human who genuinely cared, um, and and that is why there has been the the outpouring this week that will continue today uh, around three o'clock down there. Uh, at Ackershire Stadium, uh, the celebration moved indoors uh, as opposed to out there at the Franco Monument due to some nasty weather here in Pittsburgh today. I, I would just say I think that's a great call. Uh, I do too. With me, me, Inside you, at the Great Hall. Me, me and you both have uh, experienced yeah, we're these wearing boots. <laughs> we're wearing boots and hats. We, we, we got and... the big boy coats, got the scarves out. Yeah, it's one of them ones. Are the there day much, <laughs> There's three. We have a huge parking lot here at our studio. A massive parking because lot. Because we share this building with a couple other businesses. Yes, so it's not yes. just us. There are three cars in that parking lot right now. Mine, <laughs> yours, and young Jacob, who is down the hall producing Stan Saverin's show right now. Stan's at home doing the show from home. Young Jacob's here, though, because someone's got to push the buttons. Hey, yo, the weather outside? It's frightful. Oh, my God, with a capital F. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and, and temperatures. Um, I think when I got out the car, single digits. It said five. It's gonna say. Yeah. It was a nice. Ken- yeah. It was a nice Kenny Pickett this morning. Yeah. <laughs> but now it's. Uh... Oh yeah. It, it, it was ten when I was in the garage. By the time I got to the end of the road, it was like, oh, we're down. It was, it was a nice Kenny yeah, Pickett, yeah, yeah. Chris come, come, Boswell come leaving, yeah. leaving the house today. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yes. It is frigid. It will be frigid tomorrow night. It is late. Please Dece- dress warm, ladies and gentlemen. Please dress warm. It is late December in Western Pennsylvania. Co- cover welcome your to the, face. Cover your hands. Cover your nose. I can already tell you, there's yeah. going to be a battle in the radio booth as well, too. It's listen. Mm-hmm. It's it's the Friday before Christmas. We're gonna we're gonna be all over the place today. Here's a little shiny silver object for you. Mm-mm-mm. There's gonna be there's gonna be a battle in the radio booth tomorrow. Mm-mm-mm. Can I lay this out for you? Can I, we preview I, the battle in the radio booth? Let, let, let's hear this, man. You have in the radio booth, uh, amongst a couple other people, right? Myself, Billy has his spotters in there. We've got right. our producer, Dan Quinlan here of, of iHeartRadio. But it's really, it's Billy and Wolf, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're the two that are that are, that are are on the broadcast, that are on the headsets, that are calling the game. Craig Wolfley, our friend, is old school, right? Uh-oh. He played in the National Football League. Wolf's tough, mm-hmm. all right? He's Pittsburgh tough. He's upstate New York tough. Oh, he likes to hear it. He's offensive line tough. He wants to fill it, yeah. Like there was, there was no doubt in my mind that mm-hmm. I, I knew Craig Wolfley was going to be at work today, despite the weather conditions. Oh yeah, right now, get this: Wolf's doors on his car were frozen this morning. That sounds about right. He had to crawl in through his trunk of his SUV to get into his car. That sounds about right. That sounds about right. It was five degrees outside. There was mm-hmm. ice all over the. Never once in my mind did I think, "Oh, I'm going to get a text from Craig, and he's going to say, let 'Let's just take the show off today,' Mm-mm. because that's not how Craig Wolfley rolls." And, and, and I'll say, because I knew he wasn't going to do that. I knew I was gonna be in here with you, baby. I won't. I won't go let you. I won't go let you be out here by yourself. I appreciate that. I, I figured I was like, Yo, Wolf ain't taking his day off. Wolf, Wolf, Wolf ate be those. Here. Wolf ate those hockey puck cheeseburgers <laughs> yes. at like, the Wolf Steelers cafeteria here, back in the day. Wolf, Wolf gonna be here. Wolf survived training yes. camp without air conditioning. Listen, Wolf's gonna be here. Wolf gonna be here. That's that's for certain. Craig Wolfley is also going to want the window of the press box open on Saturday night because you gotta feel you the gotta game. Feel it. You gotta I, feel the game. You gotta feel the crowd. The energy. I'm not gonna lie. One hundred percent. As crazy as it sounds, I agree. Unfortunately, it's gonna suck for you, <laughs> but I will agree. Um, 
obviously I've been able to call games collegiately and stuff, yep. man. You did JMU, yeah. And we literally, all my games have been open window. I could feel the energy. I loved it, except my last one because the conditions, and we had to close that window. It does not hit the same. It doesn't the hit the same. It doesn't. It's like the difference of like a live performance versus being in a studio pre-recording something, man. Like, it is not the same. It doesn't hit the same. It doesn't. But it's going to be freezing for you, man. So, you enjoy that? Well, ah. but here's the battle on the other side. Oh. Billy Hillgrove. Uh-oh. You know, Billy's in his 80s. Billy old school. Billy's he, in his... He, he going to want it open, well, bro. Well, see, hold he on, wanna though. He want to feel it. Billy is old school. He, he wants to feel, feel it. it. He's also in his 80s, though. He don't want to feel it. He don't want to feel that. He <laughs> He's going that. to say to Wolf... He don't want to feel that. I'm too old to get sick. We got to keep the window shut. Nah, he ain't going to get sick. He's he going to freeze. So there's going to be... Freeze. There's going to be a battle... Saturday evening in the mm-hmm. press box before game time between the legend Billy Hillgrove and the legend Craig Wolfley. Oh, hey now. And Billy's going to say, let's just leave the window cracked. And Wolf's going to say, come on, we got to have the whole shebang open. That is a compromise. I like the compromise. It's going to be interesting because it's going to be cold. It's going to be windy. But see, I don't think Wolf understands what this is going to do, though. Like, Y'all up there for a while. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is not I'm like... I'm in that press box for like 12 hours on people, game days. Most people think of the press box and think of like, oh, you're just the there radio for booth. the game part. No, 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 I'll be there no, about no, 4 no. o'clock tomorrow. That's what I'm saying. I'll yeah. be there till about 3, 3.30 in the morning. And, and once you open that window, you're not going to be able to get it back warm in that thing. Nope. Once it's open, it's open. That's a good point. That's the other part. That's a very good point. <laughs> once you commit, you can't say, I changed my mind. <laughs> You know what I'm going to have to do as a, as a good producer and engineer? Yeah. Maybe I'll bring a space heater for Billy. That might be the move, Throw bro. underneath the yeah. desk there, and then they can have the window open a little bit, yeah. but Billy can have the space heater underneath the, Cause, cause the desk. Because that's all I'm thinking. I'm just like, man, between them, the cords, the wires and stuff, is just too much going on. Once it's set up, it's set up now. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the game within the game. Billy versus Wolf in the window of the Question, radio booth. Are you going to wear gloves? Heck no. That's what I'm talking about. I can't, though. I got to run the soundboard. I can't okay, have my okay. fingers got to be free. Okay, okay. I got a nice, ugly Christmas sweater that I'm going to wear. Okay. Are you wearing a hat? Oh, you know it. Okay, okay. I am scarf? Def- uh, uh, I don't know about the scarf, but okay. I'm rocking my Steelers starters jacket from the 90s Ooh, go with crazy the ugly there. Christmas sweater yeah. underneath, right? Okay, okay. I like the that. The real question, Motsi, is do I wear like the, the two layer? Do I do like long johns or some type of you know, the pants underneath my khakis? Speaking from a person that is very tough. I'm gonna have on my Under Armour game tights. I'm gonna have on okay. my like my knee high game like color I think rush I might socks. Have to do underneath. that as well too. Yeah, I'm have, I might have me some toe warmers in that thing. I might have to go double you know? layers on the legs. Yeah, yeah. Because my thing is this, bro. I'm gonna be, we're gonna be you don't there. want to be cold. Yeah. Once you because that's once you get cold, you you're can't get stuck. uncold. Yeah, you're stuck. you can shed. I can shed layers if right. I need to. But you, once you cold, it's, it's hard to get that back. Ah, yeah. That's the veteran advice. That's the veteran yeah. savvy I needed from you. Yeah. As we are uh, just speaking from a person that does not like to be cold, man. I don't either. Yeah, and that's totally changed on me. Mm-mm. Like back when I was in my twenties. Oh, yeah, we had this conversation. Yeah, yeah, I would just wear a hoodie and a hat. If I was going to the game, if I was going to the game Saturday night, I'd have on a, a hat and like a hoodie that's with a, some Under Armour underneath. I'm convinced. In my in my Steelers jersey. It's a Northeast thing. Thinking I was a tough guy. It's a Northeast thing. Like anyone gives a rip. As a Virginian, I hate being cold. I don't want to be cold in the least bit. So, yeah, when we had this come where you told me that, I'm like, what? I went to a Steelers. Man, if you don't give me this coat, hat, scarf, gloves, mittens. 2010 Arthur Motes, <laughs> all right? Which, what, was that your rookie year in the yeah, NFL? Uh-huh, my first year. 
This, that was the year the Steelers went to the Super Bowl yep. and, and yep. came up short against the Packers. First round that year, divisional round, Steelers hosted the Ravens. Mm-mm-mm. I was there at that game. It was like Mm-mm-mm. cold. <laughs> it was like cold. It wasn't as cold as it's going to be tomorrow, I don't think. It was cold. But it was cold. It was a playoff game in January. Yeah. It was cold. cold. I was wearing a hoodie, a hat, and my Troy Polamalu jersey. Yeah, you crazy, Like, bro. what's the matter with me? You crazy. Put on a winter coat, dude. No one thinks you're, you're tough. You're crazy. Coach T wasn't calling me out of the stands to come down there and play. I wasn't tough. Uh, I, I, I'm Captain Softy when it comes to uh, being cold. Mm-mm. You want to see Mosey in a bad mood? You want to see me real cantankerous, real rigid, real, 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 like just don't approach me, just leave me alone? Let me get cold. Oh, the cold. I'm kind of like Betty White in that commercial. You need a Snickers when you get hungry. You need I'm a like, Snickers when you get cold. When I get cold, it's just like, yo, just leave him alone. He's he's he's, he's in a moment. That's yeah, and this is when I play. Even when I play, they know, man. I will, I will be the worst complainer. Like my attitude goes just into the trash when I get cold, man. I just can't be cold, bro. <sighs> Motsi, we got a bunch of tweets rolling in. The predictions, of course, obviously. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yes, we are here. Rod Dalla tweets us. Are we and live? Says, are we? Or is this pre-recorded? Well, you want to know how you're going to know it's live? Well, how do Rod you know? Dalla just tweeted us and said, "Yo, I just have one question: Is today's show live?" I mean, but technically, live. but technically, Rod said that same tweet a week ago he did about a week ago a week ago so maybe we're responding to the text or tweet from a week ago versus the one from today we do in the manchester city we're I guess the, not really the, the, the only thing to know we're though we're not really well it's because we're plastic we know that we're not really See, i remember yeah. that right i remember nice that. Yeah, yeah, nice yeah, there we go nice there we one. go but you know the only way to find out is to just start saying cool stuff when you tweet us like um Wesley Euler has the best set of glasses ever. Uh, and we love his hair. Well. That'll let you know. That'll let you know. If somebody tweets that out right now and adds us, we'll know for a fact. There we go. They're there. Birdman tweets us. Boom. And says, guys, say a prayer for me today. I'm a mailman in Pittsburgh, and this is wild. The only thing oh my God. keeping me through the day is listening to you guys. I listen to every show. You guys are the best. Let's go Steelers. Birdman, thank you. No, you a real one. For listening and for uh, doing your diligence out there to mm-hmm. to get everybody their last minute Christmas packages Ooh. and everything. You are you are a real one. No, for real, man. And please be safe out there because it is nasty. Yes, it is very nasty outside. I think that's the only people that can complain more today than you and I, Motsi, are the UPS, USPS, oh, yeah. FedEx, service members, at Amazon, their, not service members, but um, your like firefighters, police officers, the guys who got to yes. actually like. Be out there, be out there. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. And anyone respect. who's delivering mail or packages Seriously, or man. gifts or anything, big ups to uh, to all mm-hmm. of you today. We thank you. Yes, we do want your tweets. We want your questions, your do comments. But do we? Your concerns, Are your you reactions. Sure? It's, a, it's a full day. Uh, you can tweet us your predictions, obviously. We will get to those before we get out of here, unless as we always unless do. Unless we're not here. Don't listen to Motsi. We, <laughs> we are here. Well, you want to know how we know we're here as well, too? We're going to talk to Brian Backo at 150. Well, I guess we did talk we did, to Brian Backo. We did Backo that last time, we just too. Had it. We just moved him up. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. The mystery. Ooh, the suspense. Get those prediction <laughs> tweets in already. We've got a few uh, so far. I got them bookmarked. Get your predictions in. Questions, comments, concerns, reactions. You got anything on Franco, the Immaculate Reception. You got Raiders thoughts. You got Christmas banter for us. We'll take it all today. Of the 12 days of Christmas, which day is your favorite? Five. Mine's eight. Golden rings. Maids of milking. Oh, so you'd rather have the milk than the gold. Yeah, because everybody wants gold. Shabba Ranks doesn't. Everybody wants gold, man. 
It's always about gold. Eight it's gold all about rings, money. Like I'm shop, uh, uh, ranks. Uh, uh. You can't live off gold. I can live off that milk, though. Trinidad James can live off that gold. You see how long it all lasts for All of my for chain. You see how long it lasts for him? Don't believe me. Just see? Watch. The milk's still here. Santa's been getting milk for how many years now? Milk ain't going away, man. Rod tweets and says, guys, don't play with my emotions like that. <laughs> All right, we might be We're here. here. We're here, Rod. We We're might here. be. We might be. We might be. It's a strong possibility that we probably be. are not here, but maybe we are. But you'll never know. The only way for you to know is to send in all those prediction tweets. If you do that and we respond to it in a timely manner, exactly. well, then you know we're here. But if you send it in and we don't, dun, 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 all right. then maybe we're not. Christmas banter for you at the end of the segment here before we go to break. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Arthur Motes, the greatest Christmas song is? 12 Days of Christmas. By which version? Or you just mean point blank period, it uh, don't matter. Well, first off, the Bing Crosby, because that's the OG, that's but the OG. actually the Buffalo Bills 2010 version, because I was featured in it, and uh, there he is. I was number eight. There he eight is. Major milking. If you want to see it, go to YouTube, okay? But it's fire. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right? So that that's why that is my favorite but what say you my friend (laughs) i'm gonna have to look this up during break uh my favorite my favorite is run rudolph run by chuck berry oh okay that's my favorite christmas song that's a vibe too bro i will say though honestly like just give me i need two i need two christmas records and I would be good for the rest of my life. Okay, which are they? Let me Nat, Nat King Cole. Okay, we're on the same page because I was going to be in it. And yeah. Andy Williams. Ooh. Just give me both of their Christmas hits records. Like greatest Christmas songs. Oh, I you thought you meant like an individual song. But well, if, the, if Christ, I, the Christmas yeah, me, song yeah, by Nat, Nat King Cole. Give me Nat King Cole's Christmas catalog and I'm you good. You give me Nat King yeah, Cole's good. Christmas catalog, maybe sprinkle some Andy Williams in there too. Nah. I'm good. I'll be surviving. So for me... Give me Night King, mm-hmm. and then can I get a little Jackson Five? I want it's the Jackson great, Five great Christmas one, too. one as well. I, you know what I'm saying? And don't get me wrong, like there's that. some who do it. There's some who do it great, honestly. Uh, I mean, Sinatra's Christmas stuff is, is awesome. Mm-hmm. I think there's some there's some modern people who do a very good job. Like Michael Buble does a great job oh, yeah, with, yeah, yeah. With, with Christmas stuff. Well, I mean, is Christmas complete without Mariah Carey? Come on, Mariah man. Carey, of course. Um, which is funny that we still consider that. I love this that we still consider that our contemporary Christmas song when it came out in night. 94. Well, it's con- that makes me feel old. That makes me feel old. You can't change like Christmas songs per se. You really but can't. You just change it's tough to like, the cadence. Yeah, it's tough to innovate. So for her, it was like that cadence still today. Dun, 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 like, think, think about it. Like where do you go from that now? A BPM? Christmas? Which is which isn't which isn't really the that ain't gonna hit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I'm just wondering, like, how how we do it. It is, though. We consider all I want for Christmas is still like, oh, yeah, that's our most contemporary yeah. Christmas song. It came out 28 but, years and ago. It, and it doesn't match any of our, like, OG Christmas songs. Not Think at about all. everything that's we were just point. naming. Everything we just named, right? Oh, Bean Crosby. Oh, all like, Naki. It's yeah. like, all of them are that slow. distinct, like, 50s it's, and 60s sound. And it's very Christmassy. It doesn't matter who was singing it. Very Christmassy in terms of the tempo. Mariah just a has anthem. a straight-up one, and that is why club anthem. for 20 years... We have been featuring this song all the time when December hits because it's the only one like that. And guess it's what? True. Guess it's a what great else? point by you. I just, I still personally think for the next 10 years, we still going to be bumping this. Oh, without a doubt. Because whatever they come up with is going to have to sound like that. I, I don't see how they're going to change that up right now, man. What's the new? Yeah. I don't even know. I don't, you know there's people that have tried. And that's the pr- But they have failed. Miserably at <laughs> time. Like, think about. 
if you mess up a Christmas song, man, like that's oh. some of the hardest stuff to do to redo a Christmas it. song or come up with a new Christmas song. Like, like, nah, I ain't hearing that. Like, ew, can't get out of here. Can't do it. You can't. Yeah. You can't mess up old Saint Nick. You see what I'm saying? Like Mariah, she just caught a one-off at the perfect moment, the perfect time, and yeah, she's still reaping the benefits of it. How many years later? <laughs> Twenty-eight. Right. And must, I think she's got say, a solid. Nice. Yeah, she has. I tell you what, carved out a nice Christmas niche for herself. That is a for sure. Niche. Speaking of. Speaking of niche. Arthur Motes has carved out one for himself. I think I have on our last show. Before game days here, typically on a Friday, it's a little five star Friday. Is it Friday or is it Friday? Whichever you prefer, it's your segment. We will preview Steelers Raiders Sunday eight Sunday Saturday eight fifteen Christmas like, Eve Acrisure Stadium with Motsi's five star Friday. When we come back on the other side, keep those tweets rolling in predictions. Franco thoughts, Immaculate Reception thoughts, Raiders thoughts, Christmas banter, whatever you want. There's no rules today on this Friday. It's all on the table. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes, Steelers Blitz on SNR. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.